Hey, what is up, everybody? I am your host, Rob Younce, and thank you for tuning back into the Kane Cash Show. If today is your first episode, you are in for a treat. If you've been with us before, we really appreciate you coming back. But either way, today's guest is our Kane's Youth Director, Brandon Lyles. But before we get into that, I'd like to ask a favor of you. We need your help in growing the show. So you can do that in several ways. First and foremost, just give us a like, smash that like button. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast host, give us a like. Two, drop us a comment. Let us know what you like about the show or you don't like. Three, help us grow our community by subscribing. This lets others know that this show is legit. Four, show us some love with a review. Or five, simply share this episode. Send it to your friends and enemies who are missing baseball right now. There's a lot of us out there. Uh, so please share this. Brandon Lyles is very well known in the youth baseball circles. He's been with the Canes for several years and has helped develop our youth teams in several states. Today, Brandon talks about the importance of becoming a Cane in youth baseball and the commitment we make to help our young players. So let's go ahead and get into it with Brandon. Hey, what's up, everybody? Rob Younce and Jeff Petty here with another edition of King Cash Show. Man, we've got a great treat today. So we've talked to a lot of guys that are that are alumni and some college coaches and things like that. Now we got a really cool dude here to, to, to talk about our youth program in Canes and, and all the parallels between our youth and our showcase uh, organization. So, man, we got Brandon Lyles joining us from North Carolina. Brandon, nice having you, pal. How's how things going down there? How are you holding up? Well, we're holding up fine. We're holding up fine. It's, um, you know, we're adapting like everybody else. You know, we're trying to figure out where this road is going to take us and, and what can we do. And, you know, cool things like this, you know, make it fun to, to yeah. kind of, you know, bide our time while we're waiting to get back on the field and do some things with the kids. Yeah. So uh, how about you, Jeff? How are you holding up out there in, uh, in, in Fredericksburg? Oh, just trying to work and change poopy diapers and uh, still poopy diapers. <laughs> yeah, be a be a decent father and a decent husband and locked up in this jail we call house. Yeah, call, call, call yeah. house. Yeah, it, it, interesting time. You know, it, it yeah. is getting us to slow down a little bit. Um, I know youth baseball is is you know usually fired up by now. You know. Brandon, give us a little bit of uh, background about how you've been in our youth program and, and, and working with the Canes and, and all that, if you could. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I guess back in, you know, the fall of 2010, uh, Darren Campbell, uh, Noel Campbell's dad, and I had a little local team. I say local, you know, the Triangle area of, of North Carolina. Um, you know, Darren had a call from a guy named Doug Collins, uh, used to be with the Canes, and, uh, you know, he reached out and said, that, you know, hey, we may be interested in doing a, a youth team, you know, uh, kind of saw that you guys were doing fairly well. And, you know, if you would be interested in joining and, you know, Darren called me that night after he got to talk to Doug and, and, um, you know, he just said, Hey man, you know, what do you think about this? And, and to be honest at the time, I was kind of like, you know, why, you know, I did, I didn't see it. You know, I, I credit Darren hundred percent for having that, forward vision and thinking several years out at the time um you know he kind of explained it to me and, and i said you know hey i mean sounds like a good deal sounds like a chance to, to look ahead and see some guys 
you know, and it's funny at the time there were dudes and I say dudes, you know, like Max Schrock and, you know, Alex Rayburn and those guys were just coming into it in high school. You know, it's funny, you the, the Seth Manis and the Jake Caves, you know, they were, you know, and I'm not sure exactly where they were in, in 10 and 11, if they had already completed or if they were finishing up their, their time. But, you know, the big thing was you could see guys that were making it happen in college and, and or pro ball at, in the same organization. And, and that was the intrigue. And that was kind of, I think, what's blown up today with all these different organizations, um, you know, trying to, re, you know, repeat, duplicate. Um, you know, and I, I think the Canes were, you know, and some, several other national brands were, were one of the ones that saw early on, hey, if you can establish something early, you know, these kids will want to stay with the program. You know, it's, it's kind of like growing up in a house and whether you're, you know, Carolina, NC State, you know, Virginia, University of South Carolina, if your parents bleed that, you're probably going to bleed that too. Well, when you get involved with these youth, with these teams early and these organizations early and you kind of, you know, as we always talked about, you know, your kids bleed yellow. And at the time it was green and orange and white, you know, right. the old school. But, um, you know, they kind of get that in their blood and they want to be a part of that later on. So, Absolutely. you know, it, that's kind of where it started. And it's just, it's evolved from one team to, I was looking the other day and just in, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, I think we have 26 youth teams um, across that region. Now, you know, given the landscape and given some of this, you know, these other things that drive it, um, there's organizations with way, way more teams than that. And, and we don't really, you know, we don't just try to, put teams out there to put teams out there. We want quality teams. And so um Bingo. I spent some of the driving <laughs> some of the driving force in, in all of it. You know, and it and it goes back to I can literally remember after our first fall of 2010, you know, Darren and I sat down and we and we had a little game plan we put together. You know, and then we went on, you know, organization youth is is U Triple S A. You know, they do a great job of, you know, the rankings and all this, you know, based off your performance or whatever. Just like perfect game in the showcase and everything else. Um, but at the time, it was really U-Trip. And, you know, you could go into any state at any level and look who the best teams were. And so Darren and I just said, okay, we're 12. Who are the best 10, 11s, 9, 10s, and 11s in North Carolina? And what if we call those guys and say, hey, you know, we were here with this, with our little group, and now we're here. Would you guys like to be a part of that? And that's really how it evolved. I mean, we brought some great – I think the first year we had three teams, um, three in three different age groups. Um, you know, our, our first 12-year team is – you know, and I hate to talk about numbers, but like, that little team was like 62 and 10. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's literally – going back to then, there was 12-year dudes that we were watching play that are playing pro ball and college ball now. You know, we can get into some of them later. But right. you know, that's kind of where it started. Yeah, that's really cool, man. That's, that's, I mean, I know you guys have been, you know, getting after for a little while on the, uh, on the youth side of things. Yeah. You know, Jeff, Jeff, what, what was the, you know, what was the impetus to start, you know, branching out into youth teams? Um, what were, what were some of the thoughts there? I know, you know, you and Dan had, had, had kind of headed that charge, you know, what was your thought on, on helping grow in the brand that way? Yeah, I think Brandon touched on it. I mean, just trying to get young kids in your uniform um, that can that that 
take this thing seriously. I want to play baseball at the next level. Uh, it definitely helps you with your recruiting later on. I mean, if you're sitting there with these kids, you know, Noah Campbell at 14 years old, you don't have to go recruit to Noah Campbell when he's already been wearing your uniform for several years. But I think, you know, the staple of it is, is just, you know, like Brandon said, the team, the number he just dropped about the, the youth teams that we have might sound like a big number to some people that aren't really in the know of what goes on in, in our industry, but it, it could be, that number could be quadrupled if we wanted it to be. But oh, we, we, we try to watch who we're putting in our uniform. And Brandon, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, and I know Rob is, but um, this year, this is the first time that we've ever done this. So our, our motto at the high school level has always been, you, you run a tryout and you're at the tryout, and if you don't think the kid can play in college at some level, you cut him. So you just don't give him that. You don't give him our uniform. You know, I mean, they're, they're willing to write you the check. They're willing to play for the Canes, but we just we don't, we don't keep that kid. But I'll, I'll say this out in the open. We've changed our tune a little bit on that, and I'll tell you why at the high school level. And I'm not saying that I want to do this at the, at the youth level. I think what we're doing at the youth level is, is perfect. Right. I was, you know, thinking about a funnel and you, you don't want to – but with the high school level, we started this developmental teams. Right. Where we're taking kids. And the reason we did that – and I'll say this, you know, obviously this is going to get out in the sound waves for anybody to pull up. There's so many other organizations that are just taking everyone. Right. And right. in some cases, not being honest, sometimes these kids don't get their schedule till May. Yeah, they don't. They don't yeah. know where they're going. They don't. They they don't know what team they're on. They they just know they're on one of the teams. So what we decided to do this offseason, we were running tryouts, and a kid we would normally cut, like okay, we're not going to put you on the Canes North team or the Canes South team or the Central team. We're going to put you on this development team over here. Right. We're going to bring you in on the weekend. We're going to practice. And then Cody Wheeler, who's our director of development, he's going to hand you a slip at the end of the weekend. He's going to say, these are things we need to work on. Work on them this week. I'll give you the drills, et cetera, the workout plans, even nutrition if you want it. And then after two weeks of that, we'll throw them a bone and go play in a tournament somewhere. Right. Not, and we're telling them, hey, you're yeah. not ready. You're right. not ready. You're not going to play in college right now. Right. But if you do X, Y, Z underneath our tutelage – you could maybe crack that door open. And, we, and we, we kept some kids that we never would have kept before. And I think what's driving that ship is just baseball is a game that's this isn't about, this isn't about me or the Cades. This is about you and what you've done. Right. But, you know, I want you at the youth level to know where our heads are at. There is still – we're a college placement program. But baseball is a game, man, and it's, it's, it's for everyone, right? Like if a kid right. really loves the game and wants to play, that kid should be treated right too. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and, it's, and that's where I say too, you know, it kind of parallels, you know, showcase, you know, parallels the, the youth in, you know, you're, you're never going to stop looking for the elite talent. You know, that, that's right. what drives the program. That's what's, you know, gotten the national championships and, 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 you know, brought the attention and more people want to be a part of it. And, and, you know, that's why you have a kid from California that'll fly to Florida to meet you there that they want to put no the doubt. uniform on, you know? Yes. And, you know, it's funny. I, I was, I was, you know, as you guys contacted me, I was thinking about this and it's, and it just brought up so many memories of, you know, when we first started out with Darren and, um, 
you know, just the phone calls that we were getting once it kind of got out that, hey, you know, you guys are doing what? How, how do we get a part of that? Who, you know, who do we call? What do we do? Um, it's still similar today. I mean, it's, it really sure. is. I mean, we get, I get a lot of phone calls from coaches or, or dads, really, you know, it's really what it is. Um, and some of them have played at an extremely high level, you know. Some of them haven't. But, you know, they have a, a coach that's on their staff that did. And so you, you're a little more comfortable there, you know, and that's where, like I said, we don't take everybody. Um, but what we do is, and, and kind of, you know, what Dan and I have talked about is, you know, we have a baseline of what we want to see that you're able to do before you put our uniform on. And if you can show that you can reasonably get to a, a, a decent level where you're pretty competitive, you know, I'll take you back to 2010, 2011, there was literally, you know, five teams in North Carolina, three specifically, you know, we were in the Triangle region. There was a team in Greensboro and there was a team in Kernersville. So that's kind of moving east to west across North Carolina. And they were the top three dogs pretty much. There were two, maybe three teams under that, that any given weekend, given the tournament format, the right pitchers match up, they're going to knock you off and you know, it's, it's a big win, and your, your guys are, you know, upset because they got beat in the semifinals. Um, but that mentality of every weekend, you know, these kids expect to be in the championship game. Yeah. Know? And we used to That's always talk want. about – Yeah. I mean, we used to always talk about, you know, we want to turn the lights off. When we leave, they cut the lights off on the field. You know, so – and you know if that's happening, that you're doing something pretty good, you know. And it's funny you say that. I've never heard it that way. Then, Rob, we, we've turned the lights out a few times. Just a couple, yeah. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's – Man, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. I you mean, when that, that tournament director or the guy there who's trying to get the one picture that he wants for his website, and you got parents and kids wanting to take more pictures, and they're like, okay, y'all need to get off the field, and then we move to the parking lot, and we're taking pictures. You know, That's and then all of a sudden the lights go out. You, you know it's been a good weekend. I right. love that, man. You know? That's cool. That's the first um, time I've ever heard that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, anyway, th there was a few teams in Virginia, you know, a few teams in South Carolina, and pretty much any regional type event, three, four state, you know, into Tennessee, you kind of had the same teams. You right. know, I mean, it was pretty much the same teams every weekend battling it out. Um you know, and so what you realized is, and what I tell parents all the time, whether when I was coaching or now more of a director and talking to coaches and parents is the group's the group. You know, and what I mean by that is whether we say this one team, you know, and I could take you, I could tell you that that team that was 62 and 10, I wrote it down earlier. You know, there were 14 kids on that, on that team. We had one MLB first round draft pick. We had eight D1 players. We had a D2, a D3, a JUCO. We had a kid who played college football and a kid who played college soccer. Those are wow. all highly driven kids. No you know, doubt. They fall at different levels, you know, based off them moving on up into high school or whatever. But the group's the group. And if we take that one team and we spread it across three states and we take the top teams in those states, those same kids are the ones going on to play college baseball from a youth experience or getting no drafted. Doubt. You know, now you have the, you have the, what I call the onesie twosies. You have the ones that fall off and peak early at youth and they kind of fade out. 
you have the, the best, I guess, analogy I ever heard was, you know, Noah was fortunate enough early on, like I said, in high school to play with some, some talent and got some early interest. And we were a Sunday, Sunday um, at Duke Sunday morning on a recruiting visit as a freshman. And um, Coach Jordan sitting there with us. And, you know, we're just general conversation. And he says, you know, everything's good till the fumes happen. You know, and I kind of sat there for a second, just confused. I, I didn't really know what – I was like, the fumes. He said, yeah, the car fumes or the perfume. <laughs> and I said, man, you got it. <laughs> if you can keep the fumes away, you've got a chance for this kid to be really special. <laughs> you know, and some kids – I never, never heard that either. I hadn't either. That's, I hadn't either. No, it was obvi so obvious, but obviously, I, I know the, I know the, the premise, what you're yeah. where you're going with that. Yeah, I many, mean, many of dudes have gotten wrapped up in their vehicles or women. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, but back to my original, you know, the groups, the group, the groups going somewhere. And so what we tell our youth program, youth teams is if you can hang on to the group, the group's going somewhere. You know, you don't have to be at the top of the group. You don't have to be a, a Jordan Adele first round draft pick, you know, uh, but you got to hang on to the group. And then if you'll hang on, that means you're doing the right things in the classroom and, and off the field as well as on the field, you know, things are going to work out in the end. Now, we, nobody can make promises of, you know, we, we, we're not going to sit here and say, hey, man, if you come to the Canes, you're going to be a D1 player. You're going to be a major league player. No, there's, there's so many variables that, you know, that. that the infrastructure um, sure in place. Yeah. Well, and, if and that's, you and if that's you it. do if you do you know like you said might fall where you fall. I mean, here's a good example. We had that summer trip planned. Uh, this you know the year your son was playing right at our at our level. Yeah. Well, Jordan Adele goes to USA Baseball for seven days. Right. Phone rings. It's your house. Yep. It's me. <laughs> you know, hey, can he fill in for Jordan? Absolutely. He goes to Las what Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and Las, Las Vegas. Angeles. Yep. yep. Put together Time a hell, life. Put together hey, I, a heck of a tournament, dude. I mean, he played his rear end off for us. Yeah. I yeah. don't think Joe would like you guys using his government name. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's not Jordan. It's yeah, Joe. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. Got it. Got Get it right. right. He, but yeah, you're, you're right. He went yeah, out he, there great. He really did, man. He, he really put together did. a well, you know, and, and I think know. I think part of that goes back to this whole youth, you know, what we're trying to do in the youth levels, and you know, what, what I used to talk about all the time. And once again, you know, we Dan has has done an amazing job with setting up these these coaches meetings early in the year, where we bring all the coaches in. We kind of go through our background, uh, and some of them, you know, they've kind of been through it quite a few times. If they came in early and they're they're still going with us, um. You know, but we go through the background and we kind of set expectation. And, and you know, the, the expectation is for, you know, to teach at a high level, you know. And where I get the most frustrated is I see guys who forget the teaching part and they're all in on the coaching part, you know. And, oh, man, they, they're really, really good coaches and they can win a lot of games, you know. But let's, let's all be real about this game of baseball – it's not football. It's not basketball. You know, you know, baseball is a you know what I look, it's a, it's an individual sport and a team concept. 
you you don't when if the ball's hitting you, you can't step out of the way and say, "Hey, man, I want the best guy on the team to come catch this for me and make the throw." You got to do it, right? I mean, the the coaching thing is, and I'm sure it's brutal down in those youth levels. Some of the stuff you see, it's got to be way worse than what we see. And what I mean by that is, is you can take someone like yourself. It's got a big baseball background. You know the game. You know how to teach the game. And you can run up against a travel team that some dad put together. And he can run out of McKenzie Gore on you. <laughs> it's and you're going to lose. <laughs> it's happened. You're it's going happened. to lose. It's happened. And his coaching ability or lack thereof in your encyclopedia of baseball drills and knowledge isn't going to save you that day. Nope. Nope. And, and you're going to you lose. Right. And you know what? The, the, the best part of that is, is it keeps driving our kids. You know, sure. I mean, you know, I think in, in the, in the youth game, that's where we need to, you know, we, we have to instill in kids how to win because you learn how to win by really right. hating to lose, you yeah. know. And I well, think so many guys in this youth age, so there's so every weekend's a tournament. Okay, if we don't win, we'll go back the next weekend, you know. So all these trophies and medals and stuff they just lose their value at some point. I mean, I can literally I can remember, you know, looking back and you know I'm I'm looking in a in a bag in one of you know whether it's Noah or Jackson in in their bags looking for something there's three trophies in there I'm like where where did these come from you know oh they've been in there for months you know they don't, they don't even mean anything anymore um and and every weekend's chasing a trophy and it just it's frustrating and that's what we really try to impress on on our coaches is you know teach the game you know and and Back when I used to coach in high school at Fuqua Verena, um, you know, as, as a as a part-time coach, I would just go help out because you guys coach high school. You know, nobody's working with the outfielders. They're, they're getting the last bit of your attention because you got so many, so much other stuff to worry with. You know, so I would go work with outfielders and do some hitting stuff. But Tom Hayes, a pitching coach there at the time, uh, he told me, he said, if you don't see it on TV, it's probably not a good idea. And that's just always stuck with me. And I use that a lot with these youth coaches, you know. I mean, how many times do you look at a high school game? Well, you may look at it a few high school games, but not in the varsity level, maybe the JV level. And you never see it in college and you never see it in pro ball. Who holds a guy on third? Nobody, you know. Hopefully. You, you don't hold it, you know. But you see it. I hope youth, not. Yeah, but you see it at youth all the time. You know, the right. kid's standing there at third like he's the first baseman with his foot on the bag and he's got his hand out to the pitcher. You know, the next thing you see is a ball overthrown and a run scored. Why? Because nobody's teaching. Here's a, here's a good one. And I know Yancey will back this up. This happens at our level all the time. Usually it's in Atlanta because they're, they, like, let, like, 400 teams in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But there'll be runners on first and second. We'll have runners on first and second. I'll be out there coaching third. Dang if they ain't holding a runner on at first. Yeah. All the time. And I, uh, I want to say something, but I'm like, I, I'm, yeah, not saying, I'm not going to say anything. I get it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah that, that happens. Yeah, oh, it does. And, yeah. you know, what we, what we try to impress on these, on these youth coaches and kind of what I tell them all the time is teach the game, coach to win. You know, you're going to make decisions coaching that, you know, in the heat of the moment or whatever – you know, maybe aren't it? You know, isn't the best 
thing as far as teaching, but you're coaching to win. Right. When you're at practice, and and there was obviously at the youth level, there are plenty of moments in games to teach. You know, it drives me crazy to to go to a nine U baseball game on a two hundred foot fence. You know, which is pretty typical for the youth. There are two hundred foot fences, and you know, fifty uh, foot bases. You know, sixty foot bases, sixty five foot bases, whatever. And these youth teams will keep the pitcher in the middle of the field as the cutoff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, what are you teaching this guy? You know, I don't care. The game is the game. You know, it's, it's no not doubt. rocket science. If we'll teach it early, they'll have it later. But you guys at the high school level, you see it all the time. I mean, huh. every year you come up and you get guys who they can hit and they can run and they can catch and they can throw. But their IQ is very, very limited. Yeah, some of them and, and come it's a shame. from really good. Some of them come from really good programs, and then some don't. Right. You right. know, and then unfortunately, I mean, we we yeah, I've seen some things where we've lost some games because we we made some really poor decisions <laughs> or weren't weren't where we should have been or whatever. And, right. and and you know that's supposed to be my fault, I guess, and it is my fault because he's in my uniform, but. You get limited practice slots, which we've tried to fix. We try right. to practice, but, you know, we'll be five weeks into the season, and we always open up the weekend. We come in a day early, and you'll have guys like pitchers, like, do I really have to go through this again? Like, yeah. bunk coverages and picking guy. Like, we've gone through this. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. You, you do have yeah. to go through it again right. because I'm not going to lose exactly. this weekend because because you're not backing up the plate or, exactly. or what have you. So yeah. it becomes monotonous sometimes with elite-level talent that isn't in high-level programs. But, you know, we are we, we are fortunate. We get players from high-level programs. But you, right. you say something to them, and it's just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Well, you know, you know and, simple, and, and it works. So Yeah, simple things. I mean, it, you know, it's funny. I, I can remember back, when, you know, right when – Noah was coming, just starting playing, you know, and before even with the Canes. And, you know, I'm, I'm working, I'm, I'm not coaching, I'm letting other guys do it. And, and you know, we get to a, a practice and, you know, in my brain I'm like, okay, you know, I know we're eight, but we, we can talk about double plays, you know. Mm-hmm. And after the practice, you know, we have a little team meeting and this, this dad's coaching, he said – you know, hey, you know, we're just eight. We're just starting out. So we're just going to really cover the fundamentals of catching and throwing. And Might not be a good fit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was getting there kind of like, okay, well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes for the season or whatever. And I remember talking to my wife on the ride home or either at home. I said, you know, I picked Noel up today from school, first grade, and he tells me they're working on a second language. They're talking, you know, just learning some Spanish. And I, and I remember telling her, if he can learn Spanish in the first grade, then he can learn how to turn a double play. Yeah, yep, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's in a hard game, you know. Well, you, so, know you know, you guys mentioned something earlier that that I wanted to, to comment on is, you know, Jeff made the comment about you facing a a, a team that throws a McKenzie Gore at you and, and you lose. Yeah. You no, know, I've I've always said that's one of the biggest draws of being a hitter and playing for a Canes team, whether it's on the youth side or or whether it's, uh, you know, as you get older in high school. Good point. Is you will have so many at-bats against top pitching right. because everybody wants to beat us. And, and that's that's just a fact. I mean, yep. I've, I've seen it when I coached the North team. I've seen it 
you know, at, at our 14 and national, uh, 14 national team, everybody wants to beat us. So they always circle that game, you know, and, and you mentioned too, Brandon, of, you know, you get the right matchup in a tournament on the weekend and a guy, you know, they've got their guy that, that beats you in the semis, you know, that is one of the biggest draws to being a hitter on in, in a Kane's uniform is you get to get all of those at bats against top tier arms versus, you know, facing sloppy Sammy, who's just, you know, yeah. flipping balls up over the plate. You know, you yeah, just pick, get so many of those at-bats. To piggyback on what you just said, Rob, we've been the beneficiary every year at my level. And I, I'm guilty of not knowing our younger kids as good as I should know. I, that's, that's a fault well, of mine. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I don't know the studs on Rob's team. If right. someone put a gun to my head right now and said, give me Rob's two best hitters on his team this summer, I wouldn't know. Right. Now, I would know when Rob tells me, and he will. Yeah, sure. But every year we're sitting here with all these kids coming back into the filter into our 17U National and American program. But there's always these just top 25 guys that are lingering in the country. Mm -hmm. And there's usually five or six who are just lingering. And the phone will ring, and it'll be an agent, or they call them advisors, I'm sorry. Right. Advisor, and he'll say, what happened to uh, – a month ago, we had we got the phone rang. It was CAA, which is a big agency, got this potential first round talent out of Seattle, Malachi Knight. He's an outfielder. We saw him play at the area code games last year. He looks like a young Adam Jones, you know, the wow. center fielder from the yeah. old center oh, yeah. fielder from the Orioles. Yeah. I mean, just dangly athletic kid, just power yeah. and just the whole thing. And we tried to get him last year to come play with us some in the fall, and it didn't work out. Kind of you know, put it, file it away. But the phone rings, it's his agent and, or his advisor, I'm sorry. And he's like, hey, you know, we want him to play with you this summer. And the reason he wants him to play with us is case in point what Rob just said. He knows that when we play, we play 30 games this summer, 35 games this summer, we're getting right. 35 aces. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, Seth Beer, everyone talks about Seth Beer was a cane. Seth Beer was a cane for one year. Corbin Carroll was a cane for one year. Now, right. I, don't, I love the kids that come through for five years and six years. Right. But let's just, let's just be honest. When Seth Beer's advisor calls you, and I remember when it happened. Yeah. Seth Beer's advisor called me and asked him if he could be on my team. What am I going to say? No. <laughs> He's one of the top hitters in the country. Exactly. exactly. So those guys will fall in our laps at the 11th hour in their last year of high school because of what Rob just said. Right. Well, and, well, and, and, and the, the trickle-down effect to that, Jeff, which, you know, you and I have talked about this several times. You know, people talk about how many guys we get committed to colleges. It's exactly because of that. Because then the guy that's been maybe in the program that might not be that tier hitter is now playing for a North team or a South team right. and is getting popped by an ACC team and, yeah. uh, or an SEC club. I mean, we've got tons of talent up through, you know, that come up through the pipeline. Well, the pipeline starts in our youth. You know, right. getting those guys and getting them at bats against everybody's stud, you know, their ace, their biggest guy when they're 12 and 13 years old, you yeah. know, they're getting those at bats. And then when they get up and, and, you know, now they're getting a little bit bigger and stronger, they're still facing those aces. So those guys that are in Brandon's pipeline now that are coming through, Man, they're always so much more polished because they've always faced those guys. They've always faced those top arms, and it's just huge in the development. Well, and, and, the, and that's the, and that's the depth. The depth is yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I, I 
I have little to do with this, man. I mean, I know I run, I'm at the, sitting at the top of the program, what have you, but I don't ever for one minute approach it that way. I, I can go out and you, you have the North team or the Central team or the South team on your schedule in the summertime. You're in for a fight. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, it's, you know, and it's and like, I, you know, I go back to the parallel, um, you know, with the, with the youth to the showcase, you know, we, we tell our, our youth coaches, look, you know, we don't expect you to travel the country every weekend. I mean, you know, it, it's a little bit different than the showcase with, you know, eight weeks. I mean, you know, these guys are, you know, they're really getting cranked up into February 1st of March is when youth kind of fires up and it goes to July and then they're take you know, three weeks off and then it starts the fall season and it runs, you know, I'll say this. If you just wanted to go play, you could literally play every weekend somewhere in the country from January 1 to December 31st if you thought that you needed to do that. Now, we definitely tell our, our guys to scale that back. We, we don't need to be playing that much baseball. We also tell our guys, hey, we want these kids. We encourage your kids to play multiple sports. You know, I mean, it, 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 at the showcase level and, and dealing with draft guys, you see it all the time. It doesn't take much to pull up uh, a roster, a, a division, any college roster. These days, it's not really made up of baseball players. It's made up of athletes. And, yeah. and even more so in MLB. I mean, whether it's, you know, you just name the guys. I mean, they've played multiple sports coming up. You know, and so we right. want our kids to put the baseball down. You know, I, several years back, um, and, and like I said, all, you know, we talk about all this stuff in, in our youth meeting that Dan and I have, but several years back, um, everybody's right now, you know, we're talking about arm care. You know, how do we protect the kids' arms and, and what do we do? And, um, you know, when, you, when, you're on, when you're on an average youth team and you're the best player, Okay, you're probably not getting to the championship that weekend because you just don't have enough little dudes around you, you know. But that coach is probably going to ride you to wherever it takes them. And so if a parent is not sitting there doing their due diligence on pitches thrown and, you know, one of the, the – I see it all the time. The kid will pitch four innings. So let's say he pitches three innings on – it's a it's a super NIT, which is a big tournament for you trip. Okay, that's yep. that's one of the big ones. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, okay, so it'll start Friday night, you know, and they'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and this kid will throw Friday night three innings. Then he'll come back Saturday and catch, you know, two ball games, and then Sunday, guess what? He's the championship pitcher. You know, that ain't good. That's, that's too much, that and it doesn't good. take rocket science to figure that out. You know, it ain't but, good. I heard um, – uh, I just went blank. Um, new coach at Rapper was at Virginia, pitcher coach at Virginia. Um, Coons? Coons, yeah. Heard him speak, uh, do a podcast several years back. And, you know, one of the things that they used was 100 competitive pitches times your age. And, and they used that for, for their program, um, how many pitches guys should throw in a year, calendar year. Well, man, I can tell you, I sat there and I took my roster and I started looking at because we 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 click pitches every game, you know. Right. And I'm looking at, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, we got to find some more pitching, you know. <laughs> we right. we got to find more pitching, you know, even at the youth levels. Um, 
you know, so we talked to our, our coaches about, hey, you know, we, we want you to be regional. We don't want you to, you know, I'm kind of circling back, but we don't want you to stay home every weekend. You can't play the best talent staying in Raleigh. You know, you got to be willing to go to Georgia, go to Virginia, go to Tennessee. Um, now, I got, go ahead. I got more of a personal question. Yeah. So, Noah's a senior at UNC Wilmington, right? Rising senior. Yeah, this whole rise has been crazy. Yeah. Well, he's got, Jack. He's a rising senior with two years of left. Jackson is a junior in high school. Junior in high school, correct? Okay. Yep. You are the Canes youth coordinator. And you don't have a dog in the fight. No. Nope. That says a lot about you as <laughs> as well as A as a as a as a man, human being, right. As steward of the game. And I mean, dude. Well I mean, know, I, I mean I mean you're I'll not gonna say, you, I'm not trying to way. put you in a position to talk about yourself, but well either I'll, me or Rob was gonna point that out at yeah, some point. I'm yeah, sure well, he was going to you know, I'll, like, say, dude. I'll say it like this. Uh-huh. I'll say it like this. And this is you know, Dan and I've talked about it, you know, for the last three years, I think literally Dan's called and said, Are you still in? You know, and I'm like, Man, yeah, I you know, I I enjoy it. Um, you know, let's don't you know, don't get crazy. I'm not you know, I'm not working on this 20 hours a week or anything like that. You're giving I'm just, back. I'm trying to give back for a yeah. little bit of experience that I've had. Um, you know, I've seen what the one phone call from Darren Campbell when I had reservations. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't in on the phone call. Ten but, years later, here we are. Ten years later, here we are. <laughs> That's right. Um, I've, I've seen what it's done for – you know, for one, for Noah, um, I, I I am seeing what it, it can do for Jackson. You know, he's just kind of starting to find his way and, and figure it out and put it together. Um, but I, I'll tell you this quick story, and, and I tell this. like People like you, people like you in authoritative positions in our program that don't have personal agendas that are doing it for the kids is why we are where we are. Period. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I, I think Darren did a, such a good job in the beginning. It was easy to kind of pick too, up. You're too humble. Yeah, well, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Darren, but <laughs> I love Darren. Uh, yeah, Darren's yeah, Darren. Darren. Yeah. Dude, Darren, Darren's, Darren is the best. Yeah. Me and Darren talk all the time. He's one right, of my best right. buddies. I so love I, him. You know, I have, I have a lot of respect for him. And, and it's funny awesome. looking back, you know, and I, and I, you know, once again, I hear I say the same thing. We, we tell the coaches this, but, you know, with Darren and I, there wasn't a head coach and assistant coach. We just did it together. You know, we, we, right. we didn't worry about who was name was on the the sign up sheet when we entered the tournament. It was just, hey, we're entering. We're all we're a team. We're a family. This is how we're going to do it. Um, I, I'll tell you, and this is this is you know a personal story about Noah that I'll share with you of, of why I believe in in this program. Um, and and I'll say this, you know, there are other good programs out there too. You know, we, you know, we don't stand here and think we're king on the mountain. Uh, sure, but, but we are aren't bashful about the success we've had and how we go about our business either, you know. Right. But, so I, I, you know, I, I told you that you know the the fall of 2010, we were we came in the the summer of 2011, we were a 12U team. Well, as you guys probably know, you know, from 12U to 13U is when you really hit the big field. And at that time, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made 
with a coaching staff about the players that you have. You know, hitting that big field is a game changer from the standpoint of physicality. And, and some kids, as talented as they are, they just aren't ready to, to take that step at that time. And, you know, I, I'll just tell you, I mean, I was coaching with Darren. We'd coached together for three years, and he was the head coach. And, you know, he, he called and said, you know, Brandon, um, uh, basically, I'm not sure Noah's ready to take the step to the big field at this level with this group. Now, granted, half the group was was also in that same scenario, uh, and he was bringing in some older kids uh, that were physically ready. And that that thirteen U group had to had the Ashton McGee's, you know, and Ashton was with us the whole time. But you know, the Ben Highfields and 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 Ben was with us early, but they were you know they were older. Um, Noah wasn't physically ready. <clears throat> Darren said, hey, you know, come to the tryout, but just know that, you know, it's kind of like, it was an easy way to say, hey, I, I don't really need you coaching right now. And I understood it. Hey, was it a pride problem? Sure. I mean, I, I took a hit, you know, like, man, what's going on? But I also was smart enough um, to sit back and really swallow some pride and say, you know what? I couldn't have done that if I was the coach while I'm hating it right now, I'm kind of glad he did it because Noah's not physically ready at that level to make this jump. And what also was on, on the teams that we were on, Noah was a, you know, I say a bottom third player, you know, talent level. Had tremendous IQ, but physicality, you know, some guys were just better. And, and so he was a bottom third player. And I, and I don't have a problem saying that now, and, and nor did I then, but, um, what that allowed him to do was go to another team that was still pretty good. That, and, and I would talk to you in the beginning about there were three teams in North Carolina. There was two or three teams under that level. You know, it was kind of like we went from a national team to a, a central team, so to speak, at the same time. You know, the best thing that's ever happened to him in this game was he went to another team and that coach told him, and it's funny, that kid plays with him now at Wilmington. Uh, but that coach told him, said, I don't need you to come here and bat eight. I need you to come here and bat three or two or four. You know, that gave him the confidence that he needed to keep pushing to play at a high level. I tell that story because I tell it to every tryout that I go to with youth teams. I tell it to every situation where I'm talking with coaches, especially going from 12 to 13. Right. Because you get such a bond and – it's almost like in this travel circuit, you know, you're with these people so much that they become your, your closest friends and, you know, but at the same time, they're not. You know, most of the time, you know, I, I say this all the time, Lance Wheeler gets a kick out of this. When, I, when he started coaching with me and we joined together, you know, with, with, with Jackson, my second one, and I had to kind of tell Lance, you know, look, none of us exchange Christmas gifts. We're, we're not – we're here for baseball. You know, if, if we can all remember we're here for baseball, then all this emotional stuff that we get caught up in gets pushed aside. We're here for baseball. We're going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy ourselves on the field, off the field as families, and we're going to get along. But how many of us exchange Christmas gifts? You know I mean? You, got, you exchange Christmas gifts with your closest friends and your family, and that's kind of it. And we use that example with our teams because, it, man, this youth thing gets so emotional. So yeah, it's not it's it's not personal. 
It's it's not. Yes. It's not. And, and when you're making, you know, when when your best friend, uh, you know, that you're coaching with, and when they have to make a decision that kind of pushes you out, it, it can hurt. It hurts. You know, it does hurt. But for Noah, I look back, and it's the single most important thing that's really ever happened to him because from that moment on, and I'll finish the story, but from that moment on, he flipped the switch coming into the – that was at 13U. So going into the fall of 15U, there's a Canes tryout. Darren's holding at Holly Springs High School in, in Holly Springs, North Carolina, for 15U Central Canes. And at the time, that was the only 15U team there was outside of the north. So it was one team in North Carolina. That was it. Darren called me and said, hey, I've been kind of following Noah. I want you to come to the tryout. I was like, uh, you know, man, we're, we're kind of comfortable. You know, and I was just – I was a little bit unsure, you know. He's like, no, no, I, I need an outfielder. Noah needs to be at the tryout. You know, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay, I got it. So we show up, and I, I say the rest is history. He went on through the showcase organization, has an opportunity to play college baseball, you know, and kind of we are where we are at the moment. But going, that's why I'm invested now because I've seen what it can do, and I've seen what it can do to not a Joe Adele or not right. an Ashton McGee who's ACC freshman of the year or Noah Campbell who's a SEC All-American. I've seen right. what it can do to – the kid who's hanging on, I'll go back to that, that has a dream of playing college baseball at a really high level and was fortunate enough to go on SEC, Tennessee, ACC recruitments, but ended up, you know, at a really great program at a D1 level at a Dang mid-major right. in Wilmington. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and we're UNC Wilmington is proud. not. UNC no, no, yeah, no, 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 not like. No, no, that is a high level. <laughs> well, I, and I can tell you, I mean, every every year, like since we've been a part of it, you know, last year, I mean, even you know, Mike Fox had no problems putting it out there. The last team he wanted to play in the regional was UNC. That's, that's correct. You know, that is so, correct. Um, you know what? It's, it's it's really neat to see, um, Brandon. Your you know, you're taking, and, and I think this lacks in in some of the organizations I've seen. I mean, I, I don't necessarily pay attention to them all, but I, I see that you're taking all of the things that we've done, um, you know, Jeff's done for so many years, and and all of us coaches at the, the, the showcase level and mirrored it down, you know, and, and whittled some things out, you know, taking some things out, sure. um, but but kept the brand the same, which I think is really something that really attracted me to, to, to doing this and, and Jeff and I talked about it is that the neat part about it is is you're you're helping us run that part just as the, the showcase portion is. And and I kind of don't like this the 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 I guess the titles that go with everything, you know, showcase or travel or right, youth right. or whatever. But I mean we, we use it in this context for context for distinction between sure. the two, but ultimately it really is just Kings baseball. And that's the cool part of this is that, you know, the, the continuity of the development um, of bringing up dudes and having been in, you know, the recruitment part of things and finding guys to fill out rosters and stuff like that. It's always been great to have those guys that that core group of kids that will come in, um, you know, together. And then we, we put other pieces around them to make right. it a really cool 
cool team, whether it's a regional team or whether it's, uh, you know, a national level team. Exactly. Typically, you know, Jeff can attest to this. It's always easier to bring up that core that's been with the Canes and then yeah. you go and find pieces to plug in rather than saying, well, we don't have anything. Let's start from scratch. And, and then you run into those, um, those issues of, hey, this guy's been in, in a different uniform and he doesn't, doesn't want to play with, right. with us or with, with another team in general. He, yeah. he wants to stay with his core. Right. Um, you know, and that, that's a difficult task. It's difficult to um, – I know how difficult it is at showcase level. And you mentioned, you know, you touched on the, the emotion that's involved because, <laughs> you know, especially down at that age group. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, you have so many people that are just concerned with little Johnny uh, making it to the major leagues. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces at that it's point. So wild, <laughs> man. It's so wild, man. You know, like, I'll, get, I'll get phone calls that – you know, I mean, I've had a couple this year um, that, you know, you just – you try to be respectful. Um, you know, uh, you, you want them to – you know, you, you, you hope you want them to stay a part, part of the organization, you know, if, if it's a good fit, you know. But I'll be the first one to tell you. There – I won't name names, but there have been elite, elite-level dudes – you know, and let, let me back up. You know, our youth program runs from basically 8U to 14U. Right. You know, and, and I can remember back, you know, the, the 14U teams, you know, there's been a few that, and I go back to Dan coming in and, and really seeing this and, and bringing this to life. But, you know, there's a reason that we don't put 14U teams in showcase events. You know, I mean, and it's pretty obvious. The physicality is most of the time not there. You know, however, some of these teams have shown the ability to go compete in a 15U event on a weekend with some, some you know, decent success, you know, and it gives you guys or it gives Dan or somebody, you go, hey, these are the guys that are coming. These are the dudes that, you know, we kind of groomed through this whole year. It's field. nice to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, uh, you know, I go back to, to Darren's group. I, I can remember that 15-U fall with Darren, and we would go to events, and, you know, we would, we would roll out. You know, we'd say, hey, you know, just kind of like now, you guys are pitching this time, this time, and this time. You know, we were hitting wood bats when everybody else was hitting metal, and Darren didn't care. He's like, hey, we're getting ready for Georgia. I don't, yeah. I don't care <laughs> about winning this event. You know, right. time stops, they're going to stop the game. We, we're not here to win. We're here to get better. And let's get ready for the tournaments that we do want to win. Well, and that's what we did, you know, last year with that 14 and under national team. Right. Um, you know, we brought in Sean Gallagher's group. Yep. Um, that was and then a put good pieces example. Around, yeah, put pieces around them. Um, you know, we brought in uh, like a Jack Renault from New Jersey. We brought right. in, um, you know, a couple other dudes. And that, that's the beauty of this is that, you know, that core, you know, all the fundamentals they've, they've been working on. I mean, Sean's a great coach. Yeah. Um, coach at Wake Forest. I mean, you yeah. couldn't ask for a better scenario there. No. But all those guys, you know, we, we took them as a group. And, and same thing, you know, we went and played up and from 15 and under events. And, you know, we were we were hitting with wood while everybody else is hitting metal. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, having talented kids out there, you know, we, we right. both raced a few. We took some lumps. Yeah, sure. But, um, you know, other than that, at the end of the day, I, like exactly like you said, is, you know, Dan and I and, and Mike Williams, um, you know, and you had Sean Gallagher, uh, mm -hmm. Sean Gallagher, and and uh, Jason Hare. You know, we told right. the kids, I don't, we don't care. We don't care right. if you go out and get beat. 
you know, sometimes it's okay to, to, to get your nose punched in and, and we want to see how you're going to respond. Yep. So, you know, we, we actually played, I think at one term, we played a 16 or 17 year old team and, and absolutely boat raced them. <laughs> Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and then and then we go to then we go to uh, the PG World Series and face a fourteen or fifteen year old throwing ninety two with three pitches. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, you're gonna face it. That's you know, right. if you face it, if you're good enough to play high school, you're gonna see it. Yep. Um, you know, you get to college, you're gonna be playing with grown men as a as a nineteen year old freshman. That's exactly right. We we just want them to learn, get better, and it, it's yep. great to see that that is the same mentality down at our lower age groups. Yes, we want to teach them to win. But we also want to teach them how to be good people, how to win right, how to that's lose right. right. That's you know, right. How to develop into a player that's going to contribute in high school, going to contribute if they're fortunate enough to go play in college and hopefully play in pro ball if, if they're good enough and, right. and, and they make those jumps. I mean, <laughs> it's really hard to, to run, you know, the teams um, even in 15 and up. I mean, that's, right. that is uh, really hard. But, you know, hurting – for lack of a better word, hurting all those cats and, and emotions and, and, and all those things down at the youth level yep. is surely a challenge. Well, and you're doing it really well. And I just, I just wanted to say thank you. I mean, I, I see all the work you do, and you got a lot of guys working, you know, in different states with you. And, sure. You know, no, the, no soup here in, in, uh, Absolutely. in Virginia Beach. And you know, yep. we've got a lot of guys all over the country. And it's, it's neat to see how you, you and Dan have Organized, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I go back and, and, and you know, we, we want to see early on that, that you've been able to figure out kind of this process, you know, this youth, you know, uh, road that, it, that it's your own, you know, and, and if you figured out that, you know, you're going to have to, if you want to be good and you want to compete at a high level, um, you know, and, and hey, let's face it, you know, when, when, you, when you figure it out and you are good, the phone starts ringing. No, no different than at the showcase level. And that's why I say it's such a parallel. You know, it really is. I mean, the better you get, the more the phone rings, you know. Mm -hmm. And and so it's, it's, you know, it's that parallel. And then, you know, what I tell guys all the time, man, if you think putting it together is the easy part, you're missing it. It's keeping it together. You so, know, how about it? <laughs> it's not putting it together. That's the easy part. You know, we, I can I can go back to an instance several years ago. We, we had a, a guy with, you know, played at a high level, coached at a high level, came into the organization and, you know, and he kind of went around uh, the East Coast, especially, and just grabbed shortstops. And, and they all bought in until the second, the third and the fourth tournament. And all these shortstops realized they all couldn't play short. And so you have an unbelievably talented group, but who's going to play right field? You know, who's going to play left field? Um, you know, and, and, and we, we try to help these coaches and, and, and dads. Uh, let's face it, hey, you know, Jeff, you're, you're coming. You know, uh, you, at some point you figure out that the, the, the daddy goggles, you just can't take them off. They're, they're there and they're permanent. Right. And it's, it's hard to look at your kid and evaluate. And what I tell people all the time is if you can ever figure out, if, figure out how to evaluate your kid's talent in relation to their peers, then you're going to be gaining ground. But we right. all have these, you know, everybody's is a little bit different in the blur, but we've all got the blurry goggles that just are permanently there when it comes to our own kids. And we right. kind of need other people to help us push us in the right direction. And so right. – I try to educate parents as much as I do the coaches just from having gone through it, 
um, ha, you know, and I'm no expert by any, any stretch, but, um, I, I, you know, we've kind of, we've got a template together that, you know, Dan's definitely helped when, by, when he's come in and just how we want to develop this youth program and see these kids mature and go on into the showcase organization. And, you know, the cool thing, I mean, it's funny, I was watching the video with, with Jake Cave the other day and, you know, him talking about playing against Yelich and striking out Trout, you know, it's the same memories in youth. You know, right. I mean, I can I can tell you of 11 new events in Florida with uh, Tucker Bradley, who's at Georgia, you know, hitting a bomb off of us, you know, with this little Georgia Bandits team, you know, and mm -hmm. I watched him play at University of Georgia, you know, right. or, or, or Tyler Keenan and Ole Miss, you know, who didn't play in the Kings program, you know. Right. No, you just see so much for you, sure. You do. Crazy. I mean, and, and I go back to what I tell them all the time, hang on to the group. The group is going somewhere, and if you can figure out how to hang on, then, you know, just the wave is going to take you to some level if you're willing to work. But, you know, some people don't. Some people have other sports. Uh, hey, we, we all know that in this travel ball showcase market, that, you know, finances can be an issue for some. Sure. We have different uh, – and I'll say this, you know, we don't get involved on a – I guess a financial or personal level with our, with our team, so to speak, you know, um, I don't tell them how to coach. We have certain ways that we would like to see. And that's where we vet up front. If we do our vetting up front, we don't have to worry about it once they get there. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, they have to be able to represent the brand in the right way. And it doesn't just, and that's what, you know, we focus on. It's not just the kids and the coaches, it's the parents. Cause that's where Absolutely. the trouble oh, is. Yeah, that's where you usually kind of get in trouble at, at weekend events. You know, the umpires aren't good. Man, they're getting paid $40 or $60. How good do you think they're going to be? You know, right. I mean, you going out there screaming, kicking dirt, raising cane, and the, your parents over here, it's not helping. This dude isn't changing right. his mind. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, I mean, it just go out there and say, hey, man, I, I, need, I need you to get some help. If you will, could you please get some help? Because for everybody else here, it was obvious. But you, you know. Right. And if he says no, we, walk back to the dugout. I don't know what to tell you. you know, we, we've got somebody on staff that can take care of that. we got a guy named Bob Davis that's pretty good at, uh, <laughs> at handling that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Hey, buddy. It, you know what? It, I think we're, we're running up on time. And, man, cool, man. we can sit here. We're going to probably have to, to come back to you here in a little while, maybe when we start getting closer to firing it up. Because – you know, you have been here for, you know, 10 years working in our youth program, and you've done phenomenal things. Well, you, know, you, make, you make the job of, you know, Dan and Jeff and, and Damon and all those guys that do recruiting so much easier because of what you do. And, and, and the thing that I'm most impressed with is the continuity of our youth program, of the quality that keeps coming up year after year. You know, you're you're doing a great job of, of making sure you get the right people on board. And I think that's hugely important because, as you said, the more you vet up front, the typically the lesser, you know, the less issues you have moving forward. And, right. And we, you're a valuable asset here. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to put your contact information uh, in at the end of this video okay. so that everybody who is interested in talking to you about maybe bringing their team over uh, can do that, um, sure. you know, have a conversation with you. But, dude, it has been awesome getting to, uh, to spend Man, more time awesome. with you.
Yeah, this has been so informational, so crazy, full of, of good stuff, man. <laughs> so the um, vision, the vision has been, you know, and Rob and Dan wanted to get on the horn with you. I don't know if, whether what, what they wanted, whether it was going to be like once a month or yeah. maybe even once a, every, maybe twice a month or once a week. I don't know where you pop on here when we get back playing and, and you're like, hey, these are the guys that are coming through. Yeah. yeah and you absolutely. sit here and you, you talk about all these kids yeah. on the air. Right. Right. So that's, let's, let's, uh, let's make a pact with each other. The okay. Three of us okay. That yeah, at least once a month, absolutely. at least once a month, the three of us get on a call. Yeah. And you let us know about these exciting 10 year olds, 11 year olds coming through and give them some, give them some notoriety and, and also right. puts their names in our heads and, and gets it out. That, that's, that's what this is, was originally yeah. intended to do. Right, Rob? Absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what we wanted was promoting those kids and, and yeah. getting that information out. Um, but you know, it's evolved into great conversations like this because I mean, I could go on all day. You are awesome to talk to You're a wealth of knowledge. And, and you're doing it the right way. And that's so hard finding affiliates and finding guys within the program that do it the right way. Um, yeah. I know, I know, I know that's just a struggle. You know, it is and it's not. I mean, like I said, I think early on when, when we, we do the vetting up front and the guys when come through the program, just, I mean, just like Sean Gallagher. I mean, she, you know, Sean's little, he's one of the best fundamental guys that I've ever been around from a practice standpoint, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't, I guess coaching at high school and where I was at, and I was kind of, like I said, I have stuck with the out, I say stuck, but I was put with the outfielders. You know, I learned a long time ago to quit watching the baseball. You know, as soon as the ball, I mean, if the ball's hit, I know what side the field is on, so I watch that point. But my, my view is to the outfielders and the infielders, are they backing up? Are they doing the right things? And I take that same stuff to try to impress on our youth coaches is, look, you got four coaches in the dugout. It, one guy's calling pitches, and the rest of you guys don't just sit here and grab a Gatorade and relax till they come in to hit. You know, be involved. One of you take the outfielders. One of you take the infielders. You know, let's make sure our cups are right. We're working on these things at practice. Um, you know, and, and so it's just we want to teach them the game. And like I said, I go back to, you know, I, I, I probably could have won a lot more if I was a much better coach, but I really pride myself in trying to teach the game and prepare these kids and, when you get phone calls from parents saying, you know, my kid was on the JV team and he was having to tell the third baseman not to hold the cow on third, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty pretty funny phone call because you know, so our, our kids do that at 10 years. We're not holding anybody on third. Right. 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 So. And, and that's exactly what we need at the youth level. We need more guys like you that, that are, are teaching the fundamentals because – you know, that, that's hugely important, especially when they get up to our age. I mean, and really, if you look at it, we're trying to develop them for high school. We're trying to develop, you know, if they have the ability to play in college, you know, to do that right. for pro baseball. So, right. you know, having you down there, especially for the last 10 years, has been absolutely awesome. We will definitely check in with you again because we want to hear about the talent that's that's down in, in our youth uh, in our youth slot. It's so important to the health of our organization, and and we just really appreciate you very much. Yeah, um, well, I can tell you, some dudes are coming. You know, some that's dudes good, are buddy. coming. So it's, it's a lot it. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be exciting in the coming years. I mean, Can't we? Good, we I just want to play again. <laughs> know, yeah, right? exactly. exactly. Oh, no. Well, man, as we as we get closer to playing, we'll check in with you. But okay, uh, if you good, ever buddy. need anything, obviously give us a call. But thank absolutely. you so much for joining us. Thanks today. for all you guys. Yeah, stud buddy. and. Uh, Please pray for uh, getting back on the field <laughs> really, sometime please. soon, my man. Have y'all had any rain lately? 
I mean, last year it would be pouring right now. We hadn't had any no, rain. It's, every so, day so, is Games gorgeous. be canceled. You're trying to figure out how to reschedule. Now we've got the best a, weather in the world. I've been on a lot of I've been on a lot of scenic routes, seventy <laughs> scenic scenic walks with my family. Yeah, yeah. About Seventy-one degrees, no clouds. Yeah. Hey, yeah. The first oh. pitch, the rains are going to start. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know? Right. That's All right, exactly buddy. right. All right, bud. Thanks Good a lot. Take care so much. See you guys. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hopefully, you got as much out of this episode as I did. Big shout out to Brandon Lyles for joining us. You can give him a follow on social media at BLylesCanes. If you enjoyed this episode, like, comment, subscribe, review, and share it. Give us a follow on social media at Show. You can reach out to me directly on social media at Rob Younce on any of the social channels. You can also email me directly at robyounce at gmail.com. You can find Jeff Petty on social media at W. Jeff Petty. We welcome your feedback as we look to improve on this show every single episode. Until then, stay safe, wash your hands, and make sure you find a travel program that helps you get better, even during the shutdown. <laughs>